It's so good to be together today. You know, there's something special about worshiping together. And when we come to the, when we come to, to sing, may I just uh, invite you as your, as your pastor, not senior pastor, but old pastor. If, if, if I could encourage you to engage your heart, even engage your face in worship. When we worship the Lord, let's let our countenance uh, be expressive to him. And, you know, God looks at you. Listen, God looks at you with delight. God looks at you. He loves you. The Bible, the Bible says in Psalm 149, it says, the Lord delights. He takes pleasure in his people. When we gather together, you have the power. You have a superpower. You have a superpower to change God's mood. Because it says, come bless the Lord. The word blessed means to be envied, happy. And we have the power to change God's mood. <laughs> just by blessing him. We welcome him with praise. Anyway, I, that's just my little rant. And I uh, just want to encourage you with that. You know, I've been enjoying... Uh, this, this sermon series a lot in the book of Acts. I, I have a new appreciation for our heritage. You know, my heritage is Mennonite from the Ukraine, and uh, that goes way back. Uh, and I've been a Canadian for generations now in Canada. Um, uh, my, I've got uncles that were born in the, in the Ukraine, but I don't have any, like, I don't have much. And my own family was, you know, born and brought up in my personal heritage, but our heritage as a church is a heritage that goes back, well, it, it does start with, you know, with Adam and Abraham, but the church was birthed on the day of Pentecost uh, so long ago, uh, just over 2,000 years ago now, uh, or around 2,000 years ago, I should say, and, you know, here we are, uh, people of the Spirit, worshiping God just want to give you a bit of a recap here. Uh, you know, we went through chapter uh, chapter by chapter here and four weeks ago, three weeks ago Pastor Matt kicked off the series uh, called The Promise from Acts chapter 1. And what I've got is, I, I've got these um, affirmations and these key phrases and I thought maybe what we could do is we could just say them together. They're on the board. So let's go ahead with Acts chapter 1, The Promise. We the church are empowered by the Holy Spirit to fulfill the purpose of God he has given us. All right, that's awesome. Now, chapter 2 was the outpouring. We, the church, oh, sorry. Okay, Acts, Acts chapter 2, the outpouring. We, the church, are initiated through repentance and water baptism into a spirit-filled lifestyle. All right, so that's the church. That's us. That's our heritage. Right? So then last week, Pastor Matt just nailed it like a, like a home run. It was such a great sermon. If you missed it, you've got to hear it again. It's uh, chapter 3, Miracles. Here we go. We, the church, were birthed out of miraculous signs and wonders that point to the redemptive work of Christ. And you can see last week's main points, the three points. God is calling us to his kingdom not necessarily the other way around. Remember the, the story that we're going to be continuing today, the story of the beggar by the beautiful gate in the front of the temple. And, and 
he was expecting a handout. He was expecting money from uh, Peter and John, but they, they gave it a little twist, and it wasn't the, what they had in mind. It was the kingdom, and he was healed instead of getting a handout. That's uh, pretty cool. And number two, the awareness of God's presence will recapture our, heart, uh, recapture our hearts with wonder and amazement. And I, I just want to share with you that, you know, God's present with you no matter where you are, everywhere you go. And his presence, if we, if we have this awareness of God's presence, that's so important. Okay, number three, the life of a follower of Christ is lived through faith in his name. What a great, what a great uh, message from Acts chapter 3. Today, Acts chapter 4, uh, we're going to be talking about boldness. And I don't know about you, but I could use uh, a lot of boldness. I could use a lot more boldness. I'm very Canadian. I'm not very, I'm not, I, I just really need more boldness from the Lord. And we're going to be talking about that, what happened, and how to, sort of how to get it, okay? Here we go. Let's read it together. Even when facing opposition, I can only hear a few people. Let's everybody say it out loud. Real good, okay? Even when facing opposition, we, the church, receive boldness and enabling grace through prayer. Come on. So now, if you, if you tune me out, at least you got the main message, right? <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, so let's pray, okay? Can we do that? Heavenly Father, thank you that you've called us, that we are part of the church. We have this amazing heritage of the Holy Spirit, amazing heritage filled with promise and power and miracles and boldness and this is our family and i pray lord that we will have a new revelation of what it means to serve you and to love you amen amen hallelujah so we're continuing that same story from last sunday and it's the fellow that was healed at the gate and it caused quite a stir and i, and I believe part of the reason is, is that he had been there so long people knew him People knew who he was, and they walked by, and, you know, sometimes, I don't know if it ever happens to you, but sometimes, uh, I hate to admit it, when, when people are kind of looking for a handout on the street nowadays, like when I'm walking by, sometimes I, I just like to avoid eye contact. Now, there's a lot of reasons I have for that, and, uh, and you know, there's a lot of services that we have, and there's a lot that take advantage and so forth, but, you know, these guys, they recognize like Peter and, and John, they recognized him, and so did sort of all the all the different uh, people that walked back and forth. And so when he was healed, it was it created quite a stir, and so people were wondering what happened, what happened. So as Pastor Matt talked about last week, Peter got up and he shared the story and how it was that this person was healed. He says, "Don't look at us; we aren't the ones that healed him. It's faith in His name through faith in His name." The faith of Jesus Christ, that's what it was that healed. And so there's this big stir, and it is a bit of a political risk for the people at that time because, after all, Rome was occupying, and they did not like stirrings of any kind. And so the Jewish leaders, they got nervous too, and so they grabbed Peter and John and literally arrested them, and it was apparently it was late at night. Now I'm back, now I'm into chapter 4. This is this week's uh chapter, and they they were nervous, and they, they arrested them uh, for causing such a great stir, and they kind of started hearing the, the stories, and they were perplexed.
back. They didn't know what to do. So they just put them in jail overnight. Think of it. Being in jail overnight. You walk, you, you go to the temple, you're just, going to, you're just on your way to a prayer meeting, and then you preach for a little while. 5,000 people, 5,000 people, maybe just men, plus women and children, received the message and became Christians. Uh, and uh, so, sorry, uh, they received the message and became Christians. And, and then the next day, what happened is that all the council brought them back, and they had sort of like this this trial that was set up. And uh, they they were asking what happened, why it happened, and they said, "What authority do you have for doing this?" Now, now it, it seems like it seems so unfair, and I want to talk about the fact that it was unfair a little bit later. But it it isn't really fair. I mean, here's. Peter and John, you know, they go for prayer meeting, end up in jail overnight. Now they're they're being confronted. Like all they did was heal, you know, create a situation where healing could take place. And then they then they get brought up, you know, in court, and and it was very serious. Like their lives were on the line. And so they said, "What authority do you have to uh, to ask those questions?" And uh, and what I'd I'd like to do is just get the next slide up where it says Jesus is the answer. Is that the one? Yeah. And so so basically Peter and and uh, and John or basically I guess it was Peter the spokesman, but he said this is what happened. It was through the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said that's the name that is higher than any other name. And there's no other name, he said. There's salvation comes from no one else. And so now the previous day, he talked about the name of Jesus that that created that created the healing, and today he's talking about not just healing but eternal salvation. Now, you and I, we uh, this week, uh, I'm, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand if you've heard the name of Jesus spoken, uh, perhaps in a way that didn't honor him. Did anyone else besides me hear that? And the rest of you, that you know, just weren't listening or. People don't like raising their hand in church. They're afraid that, you know, I might ask for volunteers to tell the story. No, I'm not going to ask for any, anyone to tell the story. But, you know, here in church, you're going to hear the name of Jesus honored. It's through the church. We, the church, we're the ones who know how to honor Jesus, right? And he is the king of kings. I, I, love, I love how they described him, the prince of life. The prince of life. And I love all the titles of Jesus, the, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the King of Life, the Prince of Life, the Eternal One, the Great God and Savior Jesus. You know, all of these titles, and when we're worshiping, we can use those titles to worship Him and praise Him. But Peter said there's only one name given under heaven. And I'd like to just say it, I'm, and I'm probably just preaching to the choir here this morning, but Jesus Christ is the only one who can save us. There's, you know, there's people that say, well, I believe in God, I'm not so sure about Jesus. Jesus Christ, whoever has the Son, the Bible says, whoever has the Son has the life. And it, it, it actually means the life is, is important because it, it's the life, like the specific kind of life, which is the eternal life. Whoever has the Son has the life. 
And whoever doesn't have the Son does not have life. That is, that is how important it is to realize that Jesus Christ is the one who saves us. And it's through his death on the cross, and there's a cross behind me. Thank God it's empty because he rose from the dead, right? And the resurrection was kind of like the, one of the big issues here. The authorities did not like Peter and, and John talking about the resurrection. And they said, so they dismissed Peter and John, and then they, they talked among themselves, and they said, well, what are we going to do here? What, what are we going to do? We, uh, we see this guy who he was miraculously healed. There's 5,000 people out there, at least, if not more, that, that received this message. What are we going to do? We, we can't ha have this happening all the time. And so they brought Peter and John back in, and they said, listen, you know, you got to stop preaching in the name of Jesus and stop talking about the resurrection. This is the one place in the Bible where respectfully the authorities were challenged. And Peter said, listen, you got to, we've got to listen to God, not to man. Now, it's not about every edict that comes across uh, politically here in North America in the 21st century, okay? But if, if we're told not to preach in the name of Jesus, that's when the decision has to be made if we're going to Every person, not every problem is a persecution. Sometimes it's just a freedom or a lifestyle. Anyway, I'll just come off of that now and come back to the words, if I may. Uh, so the, the people, so Peter and John got released because they just, if they knew it, they'd cause a riot if they didn't release them. And so they went back to the prayer meeting. They went back to the gathering of, of the believers, and they got together and you know what they didn't do? They didn't say, oh, man, we're persecuted. Poor us. They prayed, and this is what happened. They prayed together, and we're going to go to the next slide. They prayed together. And as soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned, and they, when, they, when everybody heard about it, they all lifted up their voice. All the believers lifted up their voice. And this is the kind of prayer they prayed. Oh, sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea. They got themselves aligned in prayer. They got themselves aligned with who God is. And I think that's so important when we are thinking about faith and praying that we don't start with, oh, God, for me, I've been, I'm, I'm suffering, and I need this, and I need that. They first of all aligned themselves with God and who he is, and his purpose. And they prayed a kind of prayer like this. They lifted their voice together. In verse 29, it says, "They, heard, Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, not relief from the threat. Did you notice that? Not relief from the threat. They said, Lord, give us boldness. Give us boldness, Lord, in spite of their threats. Give us boldness, uh, great boldness in preaching your word. So that's what we'll do. If you'll give us boldness, we'll preach. But we're also asking this, Lord, would you stretch out your hand with healing power and may miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. 
And then what happened? What happened then is that the place started shaking, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And I just want to say that uh, I've got some news for you, that we all leak. We all leak. Now, we leak in all kinds of ways in our relationships. We leak. We, we, our, our hearts tend to wander. Uh, I won't accuse you of anything, but I'm very selfish, and I'm with you. Okay? <laughs> and you're with me. Okay? We all just kind of want to do our own thing, and we're very selfish, and we're, we, we, our relationships, in our passions, uh, and in our faith, of the Holy Spirit in our vision, we all tend to leak. And so uh, what happened with the, with the apostles, they had three experiences with the Holy Spirit right near around that same time. Okay? They had an experience before Jesus ascended where Jesus breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And then 50 days later, no, uh, 10 days later or so, the Pentecost experience happened from Acts chapter 2. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And then that same group in Acts chapter 4, what happened? They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And I, I, have, a, I have this great demonstration for you. Have you ever tried to hold water in your hand? So, so here we have water being held in my hand. And, you know, I, I'm really trying not to let any drip. But I don't know if you've ever tried this, but time, enough time goes by and your hands will be empty because we tend to leak. And as Christians, the uh, command is in Ephesians, hello, Jesus is calling. <laughs> we just love, we just love technology, don't we? And so he, here we have here we have the uh, the command in Ephesians chapter uh, Ephesians chapter four be filled with the Spirit, and I want to talk to you a little bit about the Greek the Greek in there as well, and that is uh, present passive imperative second person plural. Okay, does that help clear it up? So it's now it's present. So it's like it's it's like always now. It's like when is now? It's like now. And then a few moments ago, that was in the past, and that was now. But now it's now, and now is always like now, right now. Okay. So that's the present, and then passive. It means you can't fill yourself up with the Holy Spirit. That's something that God has to do. However, it's also an imperative, which is like a command. Okay. So it's it's. Be filled with the Spirit. In other words, let God have his way in your life to make you the kind of person he wants you to be and not the kind of person you want him to make you into. Okay? So it's the kingdom, like Pastor Matt said last week, it's the kingdom not necessarily the way we want to live. It's the way God wants to live. And so it's it's present, and it is, what did I say? It's, it's passive. God does it, not us. But then it's imperative. We need to allow... I guess you could say, what a thing to say, right? Allow God. <laughs> anyway, we are open to getting, letting God have his way in our life. It's not my will, but yours be done. And second person is, that means it's you and not me, but it's everybody. And plural.
difficult. And I don't know what all those words mean. Present passive imperative, second person and plural. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's and it's something that has to happen routinely because we all leak. <laughs> we all tend to leak. So I want to uh, just encourage you today, especially if you've never received Christ, he's the only way to salvation, but second of all, that we would allow God to move in our life and let him fill us, and let him fill us mo- day by day, moment by moment, and empower us, and and so forth, give, giving us boldness. And now there's more Greek coming. I don't always like to do Greek, but I, I just love uh, I just love these, these what I f- discovered here. And uh, the next one is megas dunamas, megas karis. Okay, and uh, those are those are Greek words. Now you probably can guess what mega means, right? Because we use the word big, large. Okay, mega and and dunamis sounds a lot, especially when it's written there. It sounds a lot like dynamite. And it's power, okay? So great power, and then great grace. Charis is grace. And you've heard the word charisma. That's someone who's been, you know, empowered and graced with, uh, with a lot of giftedness. And we as Christians have been gifted by the Lord. And so here it is here in verse uh, 33. The apostles testified powerfully. Megas martyrion, Okay. Megas dunamis martyrion. They they testified. That's that's that word Pastor Matt mentioned last week. It means a, a martyr. It means to stand up and in court and and actually testify. And it became it it because of the Christian faith, the kind of the way the word martyr has changed. It's Christians being actually killed for their faith, or other actually other religions as well. But. Here we have the, how the apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Megas dunamis. Okay? They prayed that God would give them boldness. And the result was that they were able to testify powerfully. Okay? So you and I, perhaps I'm the only one in the room, but sometimes I just feel like I don't have enough boldness. I kind of jam out. I even had a dream about jamming out this week. <laughs> but you know what? God will give us boldness if we ask him, if we seek him, and probably if we want him to. <laughs> and if we step out in faith, and then it goes on to say that um, great, uh, great blessing or great grace was upon them all. Great grace was upon them all. They were able to be blessed. A great blessing was upon them all. So, so here we have the results of the prayer. What was the prayer? Lord, give us boldness. Lord, I'm so, I, I'm, I'm so uh, persecuted. I, I was thrown in jail. It just wasn't fair. And poor me. No, they didn't pray like that. They prayed, God, give us boldness to keep on trusting you, to keep on saying the things that I need to say. And of course, every place. There needs to be a, 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 an embracing, an embracing of, of, of how to be received well. And, you know, they knew how to talk to the people in their world. You and I know how to talk to the people in our world. And God wants to give us boldness and grace 
to be able to see his hand at work. And I want to, uh, so I'm going to close with that, actually, because uh, I believe that God wants to, uh, to do something in our lives. Now, as the story is told here today, the Bible says that all the believers prayed together for boldness and that God's hand would move. And if you and I, I, I do, I want God to fill me with the Holy Spirit. I want him to fill us all today with the Holy Spirit. And so let's think about this. And I'm just talking right now uh, a little bit uh, to give you time to think this over. Because in a moment, I'm going to be asking you to pray this kind of prayer with me, all of us together. And if someone uh, can pray, if you don't mind, I'd really appreciate that if you can go ahead and, and do that. But, you know, I, I just want to invite you, and whether you, if you're here in the room or here online, you know, you could be just having a coffee and a cinnamon bun, but this could be your day. And, and I hope, really, for your sake, your house doesn't shake, but the Holy Spirit can come and meet you right where you are right now. Okay? The Holy Spirit can give you boldness. Maybe you're thinking, man, I don't know if I, I, don't know if I could ever pull it off. You can't. You can't pull it off. You can't fill yourself with the Spirit. But the Bible says be filled with the Spirit in a passive way. That means be ready, be open. Are you ready and open for God's boldness to come into your life? And maybe even today there will be an experience that you'll have, uh, you know, whether it's out in the park or wherever you're going to be today. And there will be an opportunity for you to share God's love and the truth of Jesus fact that he's alive today. You can't prove that particularly, but you can testify to it. That's my experience, right? You can tell people your story. My story is, is that I know Jesus is alive today, and he loves me. Let's stand together, please. Can we do that? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just invite you, Lord, right now. Lord, you are the great one. You are the highest. You are the greatest. Lord, you're the king of life, the prince of life. Lord, you're the savior of the world. God, we align ourselves with the truth here that's, that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. We acknowledge you, Lord Jesus. And we pray, Lord, that you would fill us with your spirit. Lord, we are asking, we are believing, we are trusting. Lord, Holy Spirit, come. You might even want to say that out loud if you like. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. And Lord, we pray that you would fill us with boldness today. That we would have mega, mega boldness great boldness that you would walk with us and when it's time for us to speak Lord you give us the words to say and we pray Lord as the disciples prayed God that you Lord that your hand that you would stretch forth your hand with healing power and may miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant Lord, we are hungry for more of you. And God,
God, we pray, Lord, that you would come. Lord, let Life Church be filled with the life of God. And let our personal lives be filled with the life of God. And everybody said, Amen.